Sparky's podcast. We are really thrilled to be here to be talking about the off network. We're going beyond Hallmark in this holiday season. And each week, or for most weeks, we're going to have an episode of off network uh, holiday uh, reviews and recaps. I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm joined for most of these episodes. I'm going to be joined by very good friend, Amy. Amy's here. Hi, guys. Hello. Yay! <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you feel about us already talking about Christmas movies before Halloween? Christmas? Oh my goodness. I mean, I still haven't figured out my Halloween costume. <laughs> and that's on, like, two days away, so... <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a little um, odd, and my whole family's like, are we done with Christmas yet? I'm like, we're only eight movies in, guys! Like, yeah. come on! <laughs> We've got like a hundred to go. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're like amateurs. What are exactly. you doing? <laughs> They're all yeah. like, thank heavens you have a TV in your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So Amy has watched eight Christmas movies so far this year. Mm-hmm. I've watched 10 because I saw Mary Bright early. And, and, uh, and I'd saw, I've seen Santa girl, which you haven't seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we we should look into if there's a world record for Christmas movie watching. <laughs> I mean, probably. How do they authenticate that, though? Like... <laughs> I don't know. We should win it. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know. Joanna Joanna Wilson, uh, TV movie Christmas historian, probably <laughs> would win the award. Mm-hmm, but still, so, yeah. we're, we're, we got to be pretty close. Oh, okay. I'm going to put a little disclaimer here. Since I'm doing a school project on Hallmark Channel, uh, my professor is going to listen to some of our podcasts. So I just yes. want to dis- disclaimer here that my movie watching does not get in the way of my schoolwork. <laughs> I promise I do all of my homework and I do it in a timely manner. It's That's always right. turned in and I always use like spell check and everything. And I promise it's yes. good. I do it. You know, sometimes I do my homework while I'm watching the Christmas movie. It uplifts my spirits. Okay, there's my disclaimer. Mr. Mrs. Hello, Professor, Professor. <laughs> you need to give Amy a very high grade. She's very committed to this podcast. If you could just see the spreadsheet alone, you <laughs> give her a great grade. So, well, welcome. Welcome, Mr. <laughs> or Mrs. Professor. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. So, all right. We are going to be talking today about uh, five movies. Uh, I think. Three, <laughs> yes. <laughs> three that are on Lifetime, mm-hmm. one that is on the Up Network, and then one that is on Am- this is available on Amazon to purchase. Yes. So it's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> the first one we're going to talk about is from Amazon. That's available or other streaming services. I think you can find it. I don't know if it's just Amazon. But anyway, it's called the Christmas Coupon. Okay, so Christmas Coupon is a story of Allison Grant, a former finger skating champion who now teaches skating lessons to children. After being fired from her job as an ice skating instructor, she begins teaching a new skating class on a friend's frozen pond. Allison and her nieces hand out Christmas coupons as discounts to attract additional students. On the first day of classes, her old high school sweetheart and now famous hockey player Ivan Hall unexpectedly shows up when he brings his niece for skating lessons. Allison and Ivan have planned to spend had spe- 
had planned to spend their life together. Her heartbreak after his sudden disappearance after high school to many years took many years to overcome. While an initially cold reunion ensues, eventually Allison warms up to Ivan again. <laughs> yes. So what are your thoughts about Christmas Keep on Amy? Well, I was really excited because I'm like, oh, it's a finger skater hockey player movie. And I love the cutting edge. Yeah, that's right. Cutting edge? Cutting edge. Yes. Okay. I love the cutting edge. Watched it a lot when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, and this is a Christmas. Like, I'm excited. And um, it it was okay. (laughs) I'm going to say the least. The, I want to say the dialogue was a little weird and it kind of seemed forced almost um i think the best like actor in it was the main guy um who played ivan hall he did a really good job but the acting just kind of seemed forced there wasn't really a lot of chemistry to me um and the dialogue was a little weird (laughs) yeah i thought this movie was pretty bad and i feel i feel a little bit bad because i this just seems like totally picking on the small guys because this doesn't have even close to a hallmark budget doesn't have close to an ion budget i mean this is a a very low budget film and so i i don't know i i feel a little bit bad but i do agree that i think the lead guy was the strongest part of the movie and but i felt like the script wasn't because scripts are cheap scripts you can make it good i mean so that part of it i have a harder time kind of ignoring the problems uh because i just felt like the the story was i don't know sometimes it felt like it was trying to be melodramatic and trying to be a soap opera but then without the i don't know i feel like so many things they go for that camp Mm -hmm. they go for that camp of a soap opera but then they don't really go for it. Yeah. You know? And what makes the great soap operas great is when you've got like them cloning each other and like <laughs> and like falling in love with an evil twin. And I mean, just really, that's what's fun is it's when it's way over the top, mm-hmm. you know. And and uh, and that's why people love soap operas. And this was just kind of just was mediocre the script was not it wasn't yeah very good and i think they also had a really hard time with tone Mm -hmm. particularly with her boyfriend character yeah uh, because he was too angry he was too mean for this kind of campy light fluffy movie like he needed to be more like you were worried he was gonna like hit her and i yeah i was like genuinely scared i'm like is this gonna turn into like a hallmark or horror moment like yeah. type of thing i was like is this gonna get really really deep and it didn't because i i don't i think it's not even rated g like it's it's yeah There's good but i'm just like i was scared and that character was really stiff also like kind of yeah, yeah. It, and yeah. and then also there were times where it was just like i'm dabbling in being a faith-based film mm-hmm. but but then it would kind of pull away and it wasn't uh sort of it didn't embrace those tropes either yeah and so it was just kind of not great and i thought that also the background music was really loud Ooh. and really distracting yeah the audio sometimes was very difficult to hear yeah <laughs> i kept having to turn my computer up and down at different points so uh, i mean there were there were a few cute moments i i i uh, there were some fun 
skating scenes. I liked the idea of sort of the pageant on on ice. I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. They have the nativity and stuff. Uh, and uh, the, there's like a cute little scene where they're, uh, they're cuddling, watching. It looked like soap operas. Which <laughs> I was like, oh, that was cute. I liked that. And, <laughs> but then like the whole conceit that she's uh, going to marry this, this other boyfriend just to like spite the, yeah, that, the guy. I didn't buy that at all. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and let's see what else i do have to say like no shape like no the i think the locations were good they were fine to me like they looked good and then i i didn't see any problems like with the editing work or like the camera work or anything like that like i didn't see a boom mic in any of it or anything so like that stuff was good i just really think the script is what did it wrong (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean, I can forgive the, the low budget. I liked Santa Girl, and that was on a very, very low budget to students making the film and, and things. And I thought that was fun and effervescent and charming, and the script was actually pretty decent. And spoiler alert to my Santa Girl review. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I, like I said, script is, is not free-free, but it's cheap. Anybody can, you know, you work on the script. And so I have a hard time forgiving that, uh than some of these other problematic moments but but yeah it was just i don't know it was was trying to take us too seriously to be fun like santa you know fun silly like santa girl Mm -hmm. and but then it didn't uh it it didn't embrace the melodrama of of like a of a of a like traumatic relationship or anything like that and so it was just kind of a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit just kind of mm, not great so for this movie, I'd give it one star. I I just I don't think it was successful. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I'll go a little bit higher. I'm gonna give it one point five stars. <laughs> uh, okay, well let's talk about these lifetime movies. We have three lifetime movies to talk about, and so the very first one is Sweet was Sweet Mountain Christmas, and what, this stars Megan Hilty and Terrell Rothery and Marcus Rosner. And what was your overall thoughts about this one? I thought this was cute. It wasn't my favorite. I, you know, the premise, I was like, okay, they're stuck. Like, okay. But, oh my heavens, Marcus Rosner as a snowplow driver. (laughs) (laughs) Even better than snowplow driver. This is Marcus Rosner as one of our wonderful Christmas movie hunks who has a million jobs, which is my favorite. It was great. Like, every time you see him, he was doing something different, which is... (laughs) The ultimate sign of manliness in a Hallmark-like film is, yeah. I can do everything. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so, that really, you know that he's a true hometown guy if he mm-hmm. just is pitching in wherever he's needed. Like, yeah. That is, <laughs> that is a, a hero for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I felt like they were trying to kind of make megan hilty basically like trisha yearwood was basically i was like, seeing like taylor swift uh, she's too old i don't know she's too old because i was thinking of the whole like switch from country to pop thing uh, it's what made me think of taylor swift yeah i can see that i guess yeah and uh and so i did i actually i i enjoyed this film uh i i th- i think that Terrell Rothery and Megan Hilty really felt like mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. They did such a good job with that. Yeah. I, I definitely really bought it. 
And I don't know. I thought there were enough like cute moments between her and Marcus Rosner. Like when he like that that very first sort of drive in the snowplow and and their little like cute little banter in different scenes and uh and the um you know when she finds out that uh you know that he he quit the big architect job and he's been holding this flame for her all this time and and then i mean maybe where it kind of gets a i think there was probably they shouldn't have had both janine and Lori. they were trying to get this whole town thing Mm -hmm. but i felt like those characters were a little redundant yeah so there's the one that she left they were going to be a duo and then she left and then there was the other girl who worked at the diner that Mm -hmm. she i don't know so i think they could have combined those characters basically yeah the one at the diner seemed underused like Mm -hmm. i forgot about her by the time that that was resolved Mm -hmm. yeah and of course they keep having to have these reasons that she has to stay and she has to stay and that that was fun enough for me i liked that and it was funny though because so she uh she has this interview supposedly like she's pretending they're, they're the publicity is pretending that she's in the bahamas which is crazy talk like if you were trying to make a good impression about where you're spending your christmas right especially if you're a country music singer you, you don't say you're going to the bahamas that's basically you know yeah, but you, she's trying to become a pop singer so you know yeah but still do pop spending, singers go to the Bahamas? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know, but I think that 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 you definitely get more more perks from a from saying you're in Vermont or some Christmassy place. I think. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, madness is the Bahamas, uh, but <laughs> and so yeah, then uh, she's not feeling doing the pop album, but the manager really wants it, and so then she they have various things where she like babysits for Lori. she offers to write a song for Lori because she ends up getting kind of roped into start starting planning this christmas concert mm-hmm. and i i just love the in these christmas movies how these major concerts and pageants and stuff like that are always left to the last minute they're i know right how does that happen i've planned many a party in my day and you gotta start in advance okay especially <laughs> during the holidays when people yeah. are so scheduled uh so it's always kind of makes me laugh and i but i thought there was nice emotion whenever she was kind of talking about missing her dad and uh, and you know that that's part of the reason why she's not been home is yeah. all the memories with her dad yeah so she spends time like going to all these different people around town trying to get them she goes to you know she has Lori and janine and then the grumpy old uh, teacher who mm-hmm. has a bluesgrass band uh and so <laughs> that she's able to convince to come and do the concert and uh, and her and mark strausser have this near kiss mm-hmm. uh, at the party and then uh, interrupted by the manager showing up and uh, then we have uh, they're saying goodbye and we get a, a goodbye kiss which yeah. is nice i liked that then she, of course she shows up at the concert she decided not to become the pop star which is definitely <laughs> the correct choice and uh, and it turns out she bought the whole performance venue and uh, so that was that was fun and yeah i could have used more time 
more flirty scenes with her mm-hmm. and Marcus Rosner. Because I think they did have decent chemistry. Uh, but that's why I would have combined some of these characters, Lori and Janine especially, because we needed more couple time, more yeah. cute time. There was a lot more going on that I didn't get to that point with the couple um, of like enjoying like of their time together because there's so many other people around them, like so many other things going on that it just, it made it a little difficult for the couple. Yeah. Yeah. And so she says, I'm not doing the pop rebranding. She's going to make this town her hometown base and then she sings this song walking on a tightrope which i don't understand why they they did that like cut that song out because it's not a christmas song mm-hmm. and like i mean i get it that maybe megan hilty wants to sell some albums and i can respect that but it's a christmas movie sing christmas songs and then she has a song called let's kiss this christmas mm-hmm. which was okay uh, but yeah should have just done the christmas song and so there you go that was the movie but i, I it had enough cute scenes that i enjoyed watching it, <laughs> it was yeah funny. it was cute it wasn't a hit for me <laughs> yeah that's fair uh, yeah. i uh, i will give it mm, i'll give it three out of five okay i'm gonna give it like 2.5 okay fair enough We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast, the good folks over at Glamour Jewelry Box. And Glamour Jewelry Box is an affordable monthly jewelry subscription service. It's always hard trying to find the perfect accessory for your Christmas outfits. And so this is a great chance to get a necklace, bracelet, and earrings each month sent to you, all three. And uh, so, yeah, they're pretty fun. And do you think that would be a fun gift to get, Amy? Uh, oh yeah i think this definitely would be something that you could send to someone and you know it'd be an awesome gift something beautiful to open they're beautiful pieces and i think you know they're something that's uh fit for any christmas movie ball i think they're really gorgeous yeah and you can save five dollars on your first month subscription Uh, go to glamourjewelrybox.com enter code hallmarkies to get your discount five dollars off so check that out we are really grateful to be working with them and uh, five dollars off first month subscription at glamourjewelrybox.com code hallmarkies so that was sweet mountain christmas and then we have uh, what was the next one the next one the road home for christmas ah yes the road home for christmas starring marla sockloff rob mays and marie osmond yeah so this movie had been hyped up for me by our good friend randy carter who was the editor Mm -hmm. on this film and i i i mean i was looking forward to i actually picked it as one of my most top three anticipated in my desert news article on lifetime i know uh and for me at least i think it it paid off i guess we should read should we read the summary uh, sure. Okay. So, two rival musicians, Lindsay and Wes, who perform in a dueling piano show, suddenly find themselves without a gig on Christmas Eve and decide to road trip to their neighboring towns together. During the drive, the mismatched pair find themselves surrounded by Santa conventioners, saving a Christmas nativity play, performing on stage in Nashville with music royalty, 
and braving a massive snowstorm, which just may lead them to making sweet music together. Very good. Yeah, so this is directed by Peter Sullivan, who's done tons of these, and mm-hmm. I I liked this movie. I thought it was good. I I thought Rob Mays was so dreamy in this oh, movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and the fact that he is actually a musician, I didn't know that from this, and so he like did his own music and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know about Marla, but it seemed like she did. I I don't know about that, but but I was just like, wow. Now you add musician to his list of skills. This is really impressive and i thought here's the thing so when you make a road trip movie i feel like you need it to be a little nutty a little crazy and they definitely embraced that here like i really thought some parts were very funny like the uh the 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 santa convention years installing them and and, uh and i don't know just a bunch of the 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 like i and there were a lot of really cute scenes like i I loved the whole scene where they have the putting the pillows in between the bed at this hotel. Mm-hmm. I also loved how it this this like cheap motel has Christmas themed bedding and yeah. a Christmas tree, mini Christmas tree. I'm like, this yeah, is- and the little train above the TV yeah. was yes. just adorable. I'm like, this is festive. This is great. And, and when she gets, she thinks that an almond chocolate covered almond is a bug, and she freaks out. And, that was funny and uh, and then he's just like it's just an almond this is delicious that was really funny and i so there was enough humor that i really was enjoying it but then also i thought the emotion really worked i and i think it's probably because i do think these two actors are are on a novel on another level mm-hmm. than most of what we're talking about today like i think marla sackcloth is a good generally very talented actress and i think rob mace is good i mean mm-hmm. uh and marie uh, osmond i mean come on <laughs> well yeah i mean but in fairness she's just basically playing marie osmond so she did fine for what was required <laughs> but but i don't know i thought that they really sold the emotion effectively uh, especially the scene where he tricks her to getting on the bus that scene was great yeah. i thought i was just like <sighs> my heart uh, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like oh rob mays you're such a hero and <laughs> <laughs> it was really good and by the end i definitely there had been enough times where they had kind of been just like you get that sense of just sort of little moments little touches little almost kisses little whatever that by the end little moments of connection by the end i really was very happy to have them get get together and they just seem like such good people and and so and it was so much better than like as far as the whole idea of like are they going to settle down are they going to how are they going to handle their careers all that stuff was like such on a different level than what we see Mm -hmm. in a lot of these kind of things like in chesapeake shores with trace and abby like this this was mature people and granted they're both musicians in this case so they can understand but but Mm -hmm. i just i thought that the script was really solid as far as developing them as characters who you could understand their point of view and i mean the major flaw with this movie is (laughs) is and it's not that i minded marie osmond because she was like i said i think she was fine uh she you know came in 
hit a home, hit a base hit, did what she was required to do. <laughs> and, uh, and, but there was literally a montage with three songs. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I mean, I, I love me some good Marie Osmond. Don't get me wrong, but I can listen to an album. I don't need three songs in a row. Like that was yeah. too much. We it was long. It was really long. <laughs> and <laughs> I, yeah, that was the biggest problem with the movie is that, is that whole sequence in the middle. It was so long and yeah. it did nothing for the story really. And, and it was just like a self-indulgent music section <laughs> but i don't know other than that i didn't have a ton of flaws with it i thought it was funny when it needed to be funny i thought it was emotional when it needed to be emotion i thought they had chemistry uh and uh so yeah i really enjoyed it yeah i did as well it was really good and i agree with pretty much everything you've said um yeah and i i love marie osmond don't get me wrong but yeah i was like all right if you want her to sing three songs let's at least break it up a little bit yeah like instead of one on top of each other (laughs) but other than that it was great and i just googled um rob mays and i probably one of maybe one of the reasons that, that they did this movie is he released a country album in September. His debut album oh. was released in September. So, if you like, yeah. you, if you liked him in this movie, maybe you should go check up check out his album. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I thought the funniest part for me was when they were standing in line for the bathroom at this gas station, and everyone was dressed as like Santa Claus or Mrs. Claus or a reindeer. I think there was someone dressed as a Christmas tree, like. It was great. I was dying of laughter. My little brother came in and just started cracking up also. It was great. great. What did you think of these these nuns in like 19th century caroling garb Mm -hmm. and and things? What do you think of that? I think that was so cute. And um, when (laughs) we... um, when I saw that part, like, the minute they got in the van, I'm like, oh, it's nuns. And my mom's like, well, you don't know. Maybe they're just, like, a book club or something. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. they're nuns. And then they said they were nuns five seconds later. And I'm like, see, they're caroling nuns. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, when you think about this in comparison to the um, time for me to go home for Christmas or whatever mm-hmm. it was last year, yeah. this is so much better. This had a lot more fun stops and, like, yeah hijinks and elements that i enjoyed a lot more yeah yeah and it was like going to the nativity that was really cute mm-hmm. and uh it yeah it, it was just it was really and the whole thing with her needing to get because they i don't know the whole thing with her wanting to get home to her sisters having the baby the stuff with his mom having uh having alzheimer's mm-hmm. and that worked i think really yeah. well and the ending i really liked that was very mm-hmm. very swoon worthy and so yeah they did a really good job i give this uh 4.25 nice um and i'm gonna give it a solid four all right so before we talk about our next lifetime film we have a very exciting little special for these non-hallmark uh, episodes that we're doing where our very good friend lisa is going to be doing a holiday horror minute <laughs> we're, we're, we're really excited about it where she's going to profile a holiday themed horror movie uh just for uh, you know just for a minute or two where she shares uh, why she likes a particular 
film and I think it's gonna be a really fun little series because like I said we use this this non Hallmark uh, off-brand uh, episodes to to be a little bonus to be a little creative cre- creative and try to do something different so take it away Lisa <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Lisa here with your Hallmarkies Holiday Horror Moment. Uh, just real quick, every week I'm going to be offering up an alternative to your regular holiday fair. Just some sort of horror pick because who can resist murder and mayhem decorated in red and green with Santa? Sometimes I'm murdering Santa. But I will try and give you guys a heads up if it's super non-Hallmark friendly, so that way you know ahead of time you can skip this part of the video. But if you're into that sort of thing, stay tuned. So, my first pick for this week is Gremlins. Yes! The holiday classic Gremlins turned 35 this year, which, hello, I'm old because it came out when I was 7, so you do the math. Um, But I picked it because, I mean, it's a holiday monster movie for 80s kids I mean there's a huge nostalgic factor there for me you know it's it's something I watch as a kid all the time it's a holiday staple at our house my kids love it although they're not as scared of it as I was when I was a kid because I'm going to tell you something when they walk upstairs and those mogwais that spawned off gizmo are in those pods and they like break out and uh, no gross um but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a fun holiday horror flick. So if you have never seen it, just very briefly, a dad brings home his son uh, a pet for a Christmas present, and that pet is called a Mogwai, and they name him Gizmo, and he comes with rules. You cannot give him food You after midnight. You can't feed him after midnight. You can't expose him to water. You can't expose him to light, which, of course, because it's a movie, All of those things happen, all the rules are broken, and this little gizmo creature spawns uh, a bunch of other mogwais who end up turning into green gross gremlins who terrorize the town. It's super fun. Um, Fun fact, it was actually supposed to be a lot scarier than it was. Um, Gizmo himself was supposed to be the one that turns into the angry gremlin and turn around and try and murder everybody, but they decided to go ahead and make it appeal to a broader audience. So that's when the Stripe character came in. Um, yeah, I, I picked it because honestly, it's hilarious. It's, it's scary at times. It's holiday themed. It's funny. Hoyt Axton, I'm sorry, but as the dad is perfection, his just deadpan delivery, are, they kill me every time. So between the animatronic puppets of the gremlins trying to do holiday stuff and terrorizing the town and Hoyt Axton, I mean, you can't go wrong. And of course, it's got Phoebe Cates and Corey uh, Feldman. Hello. So first holiday pick, gremlins. Yes. Watch it if you have never. And if it's been a few years, watch it again. See if you still like it. So fun. Um, if you have any recommendations going forward, like there's a holiday pick that you super like, send it to me. Reach out to us on Hallmarkies Pod on Twitter. It's uh, at Hallmarkies Pod and let me know. And if it's not on my list, I will definitely add it and watch it and talk about it. So, all right. Bye, guys. Very good. Okay. All right. Last one from Lifetime. This is No Time Like Christmas. 
and it starts Kyla Pratt and Ruddle. After Emma finds her college boyfriend's engraved watch at a vintage jewelry shop, her sister, Brown Brownin, believes it is a sign and decides to secretly play Cupid by sending Emma to the same bed and breakfast in Vermont that Fletcher is staying at one week before Christmas. However, upon arrival, Emma is not only shocked to bump into her first love after all these years, but also his vivacious daughter. Throughout the week, the two fight their feelings for one another as they plan a Christmas Eve show in hopes of saving the local theater. So what did you think about this one? Um, I, I save the blanks, make me really mad, and you have to do something pretty special to make me not want to dislike the save the blank. Thankfully, this one wasn't too much of the save the blank. It was a little bit more like, well, we're going to plan this play anyways, even though it's the theater's closing type of thing, which was a little bit better. But I just, like, the whole beginning, I was like, okay, your sister's setting you up by sending you to a hotel, so you're going to be in closed quarters. What if this didn't work out? Like, that would not be good. Um, And it just, I don't know, it, I think the idea of the play was really cute. I loved the daughter, the little girl. She was great. Um, That was about it. And I'm, like, the whole clock watch promotional thing i was kind of like what <laughs> so yeah i don't know it, it mm, didn't do it for me i thought this movie was kind of awful i <laughs> i think at the core the problem is there it felt like he was so much older than her and i don't yeah. know in in reality if that's true and um, I, I don't mean to be harsh on the actress, but... Kyla Pratt looks very, very young for her age. Yeah, very young for her very age. Very young, and she has kind of a a, a younger-sounding voice. Mm-hmm. And that probably makes her a good voice actress. Uh, but he he just felt so much older than her. And maybe also partly because he has a daughter. And it just... And that really hurt the chemistry because it just... I don't know it it was just it never gelled to me them as a couple at all and it always felt like he was kind of her teacher in real life he's older than her yeah like how much or no she's older than him oh she's older than him yeah she's 33 and he's 30 oh interesting yeah Yeah. it it felt like he was her teacher and she was i don't know this is weird and and i thought that the script was just so dull it was one scene of exposition after exposition after exposition i i just really struggled to stay invested to watch it the story was not interesting it wasn't funny it wasn't i, I mean it just didn't have anything for me to really put my hat on of because like the save the theater it can be done well like last year with the majestic christmas on hallmark which was so delightful but i feel like we disagree on that one <laughs> i i felt like the characters were way better in that and i thought that that it had like standout moments like when they're dancing outside was so well done in my opinion mm-hmm. um and this it was just i didn't buy the chemistry i didn't i didn't like the story I didn't like all the exposition. I just didn't like it. And so, yeah. Sorry. And there were a lot of characters again in this one, too. Yeah, there were. There, there were, were a lot. And it, it it wasn't confusing, necessarily. It just, I don't feel like there was enough time given to the important stories. 
mm-hmm. throughout it. Yeah. So I don't know. I would give this like mm, like a one point five. Ooh, I'm gonna give it a two. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about the film from Up Up Network. We we're talking about a Christmas movie, Christmas. Yes. Starring Brant Daughtry, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly Daughtry, and uh, Randy Wayne and Lena McKazick. Directed yep. by Brian Herzlinger, who did uh, the Christmas Switch last year for Up, which was also pretty mm-hmm. darn fun. Yep. And so, so let's let's talk about it. Okay, <laughs> well, you so, do the summary. So, so Eve is a Christmas movie fanatic and dreams of having a movie perfect Christmas with a movie perfect boyfriend. On Christmas Eve, when Eve and her cynical sister Lacey make wishes to Santa, they wake up in a Christmas town and find themselves trapped inside a Christmas movie where they are the stars. But when things start to go wrong and Eve's knowledge of all things Christmas movie fails to fix things, Eve and Lacey try to find a way out of the picture-perfect Christmas and back to reality. Oh my gosh, Amy. (gasps) This movie was made for me. (laughs) It was for us, like, the people that, like, watch ridiculous amounts of just just Hallmark movies in general. Just, like... (laughs) This is us. Like, so us. Like, I am Eve. Like, I know way too many Christmas tropes. I shouldn't know all this stuff. Like, I should be living my life or something. I don't know. I know this. This is me. Eve is me. The whole time I was like, oh, I would so do that. Like, ugh. And I make references in my real life. My friends get annoyed with me because I will make Christmas movie references or just, like, Hallmark trope movie references in my everyday life. And my friends will always look at me and roll their eyes and go, Okay, Amy watches the Hallmark movies. <laughs> so oh. it, it was so good. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> it was so funny. I was laughing my head off throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. Everyone needs to watch it. They did such yeah. a good job. And uh, especially, it was hilarious because in the uh, sort of the fake movie that she's watching, this re- return to Christmas Christmas and Christmas Cove, mm-hmm. the, the, the ending scene is, <laughs> is the... It's the Russell guy he's saying he's saying he's like I want to be the man for you or whatever and he said something like that I would think and it was so funny to me because just Christmas wishes mistletoe kisses at the end of that movie the Matthew Davis character is like I want to be the man for you like it's almost identical it was almost the same speech and I was just dying laughing I'm like oh my gosh they nailed it they nailed it <laughs> And then I thought it was funny how the second movie, because it was like Christmas Cove and then Return to Christmas Cove or whatever, and how they ended in the, exactly the same way. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what yeah. happens in most of these movies. They end in like the exact same way. <laughs> Which it is was, great. Yeah, it was so funny. So, yeah, so it starts out with this... Uh, <laughs> The two sisters, which I thought made it really brilliant because mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows how much I adored Christmas Perfection last year. And I'm still debating because I, there are certain things I think that Christmas Perfection did a little bit better. The Christmas Perfection was, wasn't outright a satire. It's more like mm-hmm. a fantasy where this was outright a satire. And uh, anyway, but knows how much I adored that. But the one thing that this did that Christmas Perfection didn't do is that because you had both sisters that mm-hmm. wake up. So you had that contrast of the of the Christmas movie skeptic and then the Christmas movie lover and you know the, these two sisters waking up you know in this world of a Christmas movie. So having those contrasts, I think, really made it funny. 
Yeah. No, I completely agree. That was awesome. And I, I love their sister dynamic and yeah. like, you know, it just, rem- like, it, it's so, oh, it was so great. <laughs> yeah. Like them waking up and they're in their Christmas pajamas and they walk downstairs and grandma's there and they're eating waffles all of a sudden. They're just like, um. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that they wake up and they're like, my, my hair and makeup are completely finished. Exactly. Yeah. Which is like one of the things that you always, like, you think, like, when you watch these Hallmark movies, it's like, there is no way her hair looked like that when she like, woke up. There is absolutely no way humanly possible you have those perfect ringlets in your hair it no yeah, yeah. but like that's what happens in a christmas movie so. <laughs> they're like they the graham graham she makes them these cinnamon waffles and and the one sister's like they can have arsenic in them and she's like worth it <laughs> so funny. Same. if i was in a christmas movie and i could if i got stuck in a christmas movie i wouldn't be allergic to cinnamon in my dreams and so I'd be able to eat those waffles, and it would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and what they also just nailed and was so funny is all the elements of sort of the Christmas festivals mm-hmm. and plan, or and then, so it was like party planning and all the ridiculous party planning elements, but actually done just <laughs> hilarious for laughs. And so uh, there's nobody to plan the Christmas festival. So Eve, of course, thinks this is it. I'm going to save christmas and it's going to be the best and uh, and so you have two people there's a uh the there's the cute small town innkeeper who wants to save christmas and then you have the actor from the uh return to christmas creek christmas cove the (laughs) chad michael monroe (laughs) i know which i was like okay so chad michael murray um (laughs) yeah that's a little bit of a dig but it was so funny i was just Oh my gosh. And then they, there were just so many jokes. Like when they opened the fridge and it's just all cookies all the time. And And Christmas montage. I was like, yes. Yeah. (laughs) And And the token cute little girl. And (laughs) like, I think that maybe Christmas perfection, I should do like a video essay comparing the two because I love them both so much. But like her freak out is like funnier to me in christmas perfection when she's just like i don't know i love that whole that whole part of the movie she's like yelling at that little cookie girl she's like, ah, sorry um but so but they they're really good and uh and the uh, uh the I, I i i liked i don't know just little things like she the Graham Graham gives them their their childhood ornaments, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're all like, "We were not t- talented children," yeah. or something along those lines. She's like, "Are these hideous? We were not talented children." <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys know this movie is good when Rachel and I literally are just jumping around the movie and I feel like I we don't make sense so because we just keep laughing because this is such a good movie. Yes. And so, but for me, so when Lacey, the the non-Christmas loving sister, when she meets Paul, uh, Rant Daughtry, and oh they're a real life couple in real life, and they wrote this movie, so I think they're amazing. <laughs> and and if you're listening, come on the podcast. We would love to interview because you guys did such a good job with this movie. Oh. And <laughs> the the whole thing with Paul and the personalized cards, and was so funny and she's that was like, great and like i feel like i haven't seen that in any movies like yeah. home, like christmas movies it's been a while certainly i'm trying to think 
of like Christmas like cards. I haven't. I feel like yeah. that hasn't been seen in a long time. But that's yeah, such like time. an older trope that I feel like that but, I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like I love it. It was definitely a dig at Hallmark. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Oh, it totally so. was. <laughs> it was so funny, and she's like, "This is only a little bit creepy." <laughs> And, like, the thing is, Up got this. Like, I wonder how many desks they passed this to before Up was, like, mine. Yeah. Like, did well, Lifetime turn this down? Did Hallmark turn this down? There's no way Hallmark would yeah, have ever no, aired this. No way. Well, <laughs> Amy Winter, in my interview with her, she said that, I guess, they they had done the pitch. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and then when the script came back, she was just like, wow, this is so funny. Yeah. And so, I don't know if they had done that pitch to more more of the companies, <laughs> Uh, but uh, the they were the ones that you know said go ahead with the script as far as my understanding of the interview mm. so well, yeah well done they got a winner <laughs> yeah. go up now they just she's like enough with the cards and, <laughs> and he's like okay i can take a hint he's like it's not a hint i'm explicitly telling you to stop with the cards <laughs> yeah it's great and he had this such like the character paul had this such like grown man like but like childhood childish quality to him and like the way he said things like his delivery of his lines just i died because he was so serious but at the same time like kind of childlike in the way he said things and i was like oh this is awesome this is so great it's amazing character and i mean we haven't talked about him but um ryan meerman i've had a crush on him since i was like five years old when he was on disney channel And, um, him in this movie, like, he's all grown up now, and, you know, but I'm just like, oh, my goodness, he's so good. Because, because it it was kind of a funny dig at this, this dynamic where people never date in Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. And so, so Eve is feeling all guilty for dating these two guys, (laughs) and, and, which is ridiculous, but it's totally the way Hallmark is, because, Mm -hmm. like, the only one... But in uh, in Dater's handbook, yeah, it's like oh, how can you have two boyfriends? It's like they're not two boyfriends. Like she hasn't, she's not exclusive with either of them. Like normal people date, yeah, you know, quite a bit. And but that's just not a thing in Hallmark movies. So I thought that was really funny. And, and Lacey, she's like, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I've done way worse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I've known people who have dated like five guys at the same time. Well, just dating. <laughs> You're, it's dated you tell you're exclusive with a person yeah. and you made a commitment that we're not going to date other people we're going to be exclusive you can go on as many dates as you want with as many people as you want that's what dating is exactly. and that's that's always forgotten in hallmark movies it's immediately mm-hmm. either he's either a bad man of business for the most part there's a few exceptions uh that you're of course not going to end up with or the you know the guy that you're right <laughs> dating and you're lucky if you get one good date like i loved uh in christmas in grand valley last year where they had that extended date sequence with that was uh, cute, yeah. and brennan that was so cute and so anyway it was just so funny and he's, she's like well what about paul <laughs> he's and he says he's not different he's unbalanced <laughs> oh my gosh how did they oh, i want to know how they filmed this and didn't just yeah. crack like how I many bloopers are there whoever's in charge of making a dvd make a dvd and then make a blooper yeah. because oh i my need God. that <laughs> and 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 didn't you just love noelle 
She was so perfect for this. Yeah. It was hilarious. And as soon as she speaks, she's like, oh, yes, she's the obstacle between us. It's so great. And the Christmas tree thing, because you know, whenever there's not a cr- green Christmas tree, if it's not green, it's bad in mm-hmm. all of these Christmas movies. Yeah. Well, and so the, the Paul takes her to, to see Santa. And she says to Santa, when can we go back home? And he says, is that, is it that you want to get back home, Lacey? Or do you want to leave? Which is kind of where they tried to give some of the, the heart mm-hmm. that I thought was so effective in Christmas Perfection last year. This sort of heart of her realizing the perfect version of her, of her friends and family isn't actually what she wants. And that mm-hmm. anyway, I, I think that's what they were trying to do. I don't think it was quite as effective, but it was still pretty good. And her kind of realizing that she's kind of become cynical and, and, and needs to, needs to let a little more of a little more hope into Mm -hmm. her life. And I think that that was nice between them. And so Eve can't muster the courage to break up with Russell, who's the movie star (laughs) guy. And he gives her this necklace and which I'm sorry, that necklace was a little tacky. (laughs) I, mean, I would not the... like giving it back to him would not have made me feel bad <laughs> no. oh my gosh and i just loved the whole scene where paul is like talking to the gingerbread man like... <laughs> and then she comes in and she's like um do you need space do you need some alone time like it was so funny <laughs> That was great, and uh, and then you have uh, uh, and you find out that Noel hasn't gotten any of the vendors, and yes. uh, and so Christmas is going to be ruined. And uh, the uh, Paul says to Russell, I, "I have all your songs, even the one released in Japan. <laughs> you tried to erase off the internet. It's it's not my favorite. <laughs> it's all." <laughs> <laughs> there's so many like singers out there that have that like one song that they do not want anyone to know about and i was like oh that's awesome that's so great it's not my favorite <laughs> it was so funny that was great and and then if you find out that that he heard that she has two boyfriends the big reveal and noel says i hope i haven't caused too much trouble mm-hmm. and she was, she was great i really liked uh and then uh, <laughs> and it was that awkward moment that happens in most Christmas movies where like everyone is standing there when you find out <laughs> yeah. it was so funny and uh, <laughs> so Russell quits the festival and uh, <laughs> didn't you just die laughing at Noelle's just... minimalist tr- Christmas tree yes so funny <laughs> <laughs> so awesome I was like really <laughs> yeah and it's like it's like it looks like a mall display exactly yeah i was thinking like okay so that's like a modern piece of art that you see outside a mall mall. yeah (laughs) it's just like a bunch of boards painted and it was very funny kind of in a cone shape that was (laughs) she's like what we you mean you didn't want me to order only chantelle's hot chocolate spend the whole budget and where was she when they talked about this? <laughs> like, really good. seriously. 
And so they're going to cancel Christmas. Eve has ruined Christmas. And, <laughs> uh, and then you have, uh, they, you know, they've got to cancel. And Eve says, so Eve and Lacey have a fight. And uh, Eve says, this is the worst Christmas ever. And then Graham Graham says, I try to be supportive of you. And I want that time to be happy. So I'm telling you right now, knock it off. <laughs> and uh so what are you what are they what's he gonna do about it you're eve bell you went off and made it made it in the city you can do anything you set your mind to and then eve says you're right i do let people pass me over and Lacey says i'm tired of letting people run me over so then they get the new spirit mm-hmm. and, uh, and and he says we're going to take a risk and going to save christmas and <laughs> And so then Lacey goes to Paul and she says, you never saw me as a screw up. You believed I was a good person. And now I am. Now I need your help to save Christmas. Okay. <laughs> and that's one of my favorite. This is another favorite scene uh, where she says, so I think it was Paul who says, well, what's the plan? <laughs> then they look at each other and they're like, montage time. <laughs> that was like the best part. I was like, yes, do the montage. Please do the montage. <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. it was so good the little girl london uh, mm-hmm. she she tells basically tells russell that he has to sing at the festival because who can deny a, a, a cute little girl like, crying little girls <laughs> yeah and everybody shows up to the festival and russell sings and then eve gives the necklace to noelle mm-hmm. and he says i i he says give this to russell tell him i said thank you and then you also see her grumpy boss Eve's grumpy boss uh that uh that she, he is like one over to christmas basically your your scrooge kind of story mm-hmm. and then you also see london's dad the soldier coming home they have the emotional reunion and <laughs> and uh and this is maybe the best christmas festival yet and <laughs> so dustin and eve get back together and uh and then she says my perfect christmas needs to be back home and <laughs> <laughs> so they have their, their sort of goodbyes and Lacey says i wish to be a better person so that turns out was her christmas wish mm-hmm. she's like why am i here i'm just part of eve's wish but then she yeah. she wished to be a better person and you helped me do that and so her and paul kiss and then they wake up and uh <laughs> and this is when you disappeared i told santa i had a christmas wish and uh, <laughs> and then uh, so so they end up reuniting with paul and dustin and uh, then and and dustin i mean paul gives i see a christmas card <laughs> which was really cute and and then you get this whole sequence where eve's confronting her boss and saying uh, that I deserve this layout for spring and I deserve the promotion and all this stuff. And I was kind of expecting her to be like, stop working, come home, you know, like come home yeah. and have some Christmas or come have Christmas like dinner with my sister and me. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. And the guy who just showed up in our apartment that I'm not sure if is real or not. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and because evidently dustin had like lived in the city and had had this horrible experience and so dustin says you know i thought i'd give city living one more try 
and so in the end they're like we we should uh they make kind of a joke about how they they they'd like to know more and there should be a sequel and i'm like yes yes please do a sequel i (laughs) i will take if it has this much satire in it go for it let's do it let's do the one about the engagements and the weddings let's yes let's let's do all of those satires like make this a whole series okay (laughs) like yeah because there really is more to tell there is more to Mm -hmm. satirize for sure and i don't know i just thought this was really funny i really enjoyed it and it was especially because i've been watching christmas movies the whole day and then i see this one and i'm just like oh my god i watched this movie i think it was like three in the morning when i started it and so by the time i was done or two three in the morning by the time i was done one i was delirious because it was the middle of the night yeah i was just dying of laughter and i had um a different hallmark podcast was doing a like all night live stream thing i had them on in the background so that was making me laugh too and it was i know i wish i wish deck the hallmark would do a special bonus episode and talk about mary and talk about this movie christmas because i think it would be really funny to hear their take on it oh yeah i think they all would like this because it's so funny it's so and it's making fun of all the things we talk about i mean come on we're committing to watching almost 100 christmas movies this year maybe more and like this is the thing i will keep going back to and being like (laughs) I'm insane. Why do I do this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved Isn't a Romantic earlier this year, which was mm-hmm. a similar idea. Girl Wakes yeah. Up in a Romantic Comedy, except it was kind of like Lacey's version. There was no sister. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love it. I thought it was so funny. But yeah. I think uh, our friend Alonzo Duralde, in his review of, the, of Isn't It Romantic, said, the problem is, is that these kind of romantic comedies, except for maybe on Hallmark, aren't being made anymore is feature films yeah and like they the really would have been the movie would have been a lot funnier if it had come out in like 2000 2002 mm-hmm. for sure and i think that's a very good point but in this case this is the right timing for this yeah. movie for sure mm-hmm. and and so it it made it even funnier because i mean there's just so many like just between uh the i mean last year i watched 85 christmas movies this year i'm gonna watch at least 100 i've already watched 10 and it's not even halloween yet (laughs) um and (laughs) the i'm not even going to even with over 100 which i'll probably will end up doing i I don't think i'm gonna even become close to really watching them all this year when you count Mm -hmm. video on demand and all the different streaming services that are out there and I mean, it's crazy. And so I think this is just perfect timing for this kind of movie. And it was just, it wasn't mean spirited. It wasn't. Uh, it was, it had a good heart tone. to it. Yeah. Like, it got the tone right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I'm just, I'm going to give it five stars. I, I thought it was so funny. And like I said, I'm debating about between it and Christmas perfection. Cause I really love both movies, but I just love both movies, so what are you going to do? I think out of every Christmas made-for-TV movie, like, I'm not going to compare this to White Christmas, because White Christmas will always be my top favorite, but I think this is the best one I've seen, and I mean, I've been doing this now, this is my third year of watching every Christmas movie, almost, that comes out, and this is the best one I've seen, and it just, I love it so much, I want them to do it for other seasons, I want them to, you know, be um, June Bride- wedding or whatever and do like commentary on that and do like fall harvest pumpkin patch disaster or whatever 
the thing is though because you don't want it to become like those horrible parody films because this was not That's parody true. no you want it to be like disaster movie or those horrible movies oh no those are awful though the thing about this is that it had a story and it had character arcs it wasn't just because the problem with those parody movies mm-hmm. is that uh, it's it, you're expected to just laugh because something looks like something that you know yeah or says something like something that you know and whereas like the truly brilliant parody films from like mel brooks your your uh, airplane uh, naked gun movies like that that they they're the pillars of parody they work because they they keep the jokes just coming 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 and it's not it's not enough for it to just be like something a silly version of something that we know that's not funny what's funny is then when they take that and then they do something funny with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a funny joke there's and and part of the thing that makes the mel brooks movies work is that they just keep the jokes coming 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 and whereas this this is more it's not a parody it's more of satire even if you were to look at like the early shrek films which i'm i'm not as big a fan as some of those but the jokes just keep coming, 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 coming in the first and second Shrek movie. They, then that's part of what makes them work. And, as and it's so, I think that uh, that that that's the thing they could fall into if they make yeah. one of these. Is just having like something that we know and looks like it, but there isn't there there isn't that's not enough. It has to be mm-hmm. funny. It has to have a funny story with funny performances, with funny jokes. Uh, and so they just captured, I think, lightning in a bottle here. Yeah. They just made something so enjoyable. And so I, I give them all the credit in the world. And mm-hmm. I don't give my five stars out willy-nilly. So I do. Pretty <laughs> it's pretty rare for me to give one out. And uh, so great job. And uh, I'm really just so impressed uh, that mm-hmm. I'm just so impressed with the Daughtries that they not only starred in this, but then they... And then yeah. they wrote it in their first script, as far as I know. Very well done. Great job. So they, I, I want to know their inspiration. Like, uh, please yeah. come on our podcast. Yeah. Please We'd let Rachel love to talk you. to you. Yeah. So that's our thought on Christmas movie Christmas. We loved it. Definitely you all should watch it. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to re-air it multiple times mm-hmm. over the holidays. Uh, so check it out. And I really think that Up is going to have a strong slate. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for, like, everything on Up this year. Me too. And, you know, they only had t- – they only have 10 movies, but I think they were very carefully chosen. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I- I'm definitely looking forward to all of them. So there we go. That's our Quality movies. over quantity, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's our movies. And so let us know what you thought if you got to see any of these movies. Amy, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at It's Amy Craig. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to be reviewing a ton of movies in November, so you definitely want to check out all of my content. And make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod and Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media, iTunes, and YouTube. And, and if you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. And if you're listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. 
and uh, let us know what you think of what we what we've had to say and what we've been talking about and please consider becoming a patron of the channel we have so much fun talking about all these different movies and more and in our facebook group it's five dollars a month to be part of the facebook group two dollars a month to join and at the lowest rate and you can be part of giveaways and other cool exclusives so check that information in the description section for that we would be so grateful for your support and uh, so we're really excited about what's coming up in the next <laughs> the next week or so so definitely take check that out and we'll talk to you all later merry christmas bye guys <laughs>